What you're about to hear is a prognostication recorded on November 2nd at 8 a.m. Kyle, what is happening, man? Uh, so what's going to happen? You need the Braves to win tonight. Yes. For you to have your first ever prognostication go it's true. correctly. Because you called for the Braves in six. I did. And can you remind us what your call was for the MVP? So MVP, I think I had Freeman as, as the MVP. And I think you um, also had Acuna. I did have Acuna, but he's, yeah. he's out. So he's, that he's not going to be how much there. you follow the Braves. Yeah, but, that's right. But then we um, have Jonathan Howe said the Braves in seven. Yeah. So he could win tomorrow. And then I had, of course... <laughs> <laughs> the Astros in five. So I'm kind of out of this mix, but Hey, I'll give you, I'll give you partial credit because at least the, the Astros made it past five. It, yeah. it did not look like they were going like to, they were going to get, get out of past, yeah. past game five. So, yeah. um, so, so you're still alive and kicking and uh, that game will be played. Game six will be played tonight as we record this. So by Friday, uh, the world series will be all over. And, and we will know for sure who is and is not a prophet, although I think we've pretty much definitively, um, at least in my case, I've disqualified myself a couple of times over with my playoff predictions. <laughs> yeah. Well, so a- as we kick into the episode in a moment, uh, final score tonight, because this is it for you. You you believe tonight yep. is tonight. So yep. what is your score tonight? I'll go 6-3 Braves. Okay. I'm with, going to say, uh, with with Freeman hitting a, a two-run jack to, uh, to to seal it. There okay. we go. Okay, so I'm going to go <laughs> 1,001 to zero tonight, 4,028 to one. I want to give Braves a little credit uh, for Wednesday night, and then Jim Crane is going to drop down on one knee and propose to Carlos Correa on the pitcher's mouth. That's that's what I got. That's right, what I got. You. Well, you Kyle, go. even before the upheaval of the COVID-19 pandemic, widespread disruption and social change had left many ministers wondering, what does ministry look like now? That's the question that the Ministry Now Conference aims to answer. On March 22nd through 24th, experienced ministry leaders from all over the country will gather on the campus of Southwestern Seminary to explore how God's church can thrive in this ever-changing ministry context. And so join us, Fort Worth, Texas, March 22nd through 24th, and you can learn more now at swibbits.edu slash ministrynow2022. And so welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast where two knucklehead pastors and church leaders share what God is teaching them in the trenches of church revitalization. And today, We are talking about three tips to reach out during holiday season, because as you know, Halloween is over, Reformation Day is over, and you know, that typically means that Twitter is only discussing right now the appropriateness of playing Christmas music, so that season is... the most wonderful time uh, of the year. Yes. (laughs) So... Uh, let's, let's dive into this because we're, we're in a season we're coming after the fall festivals. And so people usually do the trunk or treats or, you know, things like that, all of the little fall festival type things. And of course that continues through this month or so, uh, as we have Thanksgiving coming up. And then of course, Christmas 
And uh, so let's talk about some ways that we can reach out during the holiday seasons. Of course, uh, you might get canceled for that um, because it's Christmas. It's, well, it's yes, but I, I, it's, know, I know it's the Thanksgiving and Christmas saying, you holidays. Have Christmas, you have Christmas paper, wrapping paper as the artwork for that. So it's true. I I'm do. just saying sure. I, I'm going to send that out to Joshua Furstein or whatever his name is. <laughs> hey, and, by the way, speaking of by the time this airs, we'll know um, how sacrilegious Starbucks cups are this year and how many people are outraged by them, because I think those come out Thursday. So it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. So we got so, the rib. We've got the holiday yes. stuff coming. Christmas. Praise the Lord. And uh, so all is well. I've got candy corn. You've got pumpkin spice. Yep. This is that most wonderful. It really is. It, it, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Most and you've got lights candy. behind you that make I me do. feel like I'm on the set of Stranger Things. <laughs> I just need a little more color. But uh, uh, but yeah, so so talk to us. You, you actually were the one that authored this. And the first thing that you said was serve new or expecting moms through your local pregnancy center. That's not the first thing that comes to mind when I hear reaching out during the holiday season. So talk to us why that might be so important. Yeah, no, no, I think you're right. That's probably not the, the first thing that comes to a lot of people's minds. And so as I was, I was trying to think of some unique ways that we could, uh, that we can reach out during this season. And uh, one of the things that our church did, so, so we did um, angel tree ministries through, through prison fellowship ministries. And, um, in the course of collecting some of those gifts, we had some extras. And so one year I just called up the, the local pregnancy center and, and I said, Hey, we have some gifts. Um, do you know of any moms that could use them? And, um, you know, oftentimes uh, local pregnancy centers are on the front lines of, of really encouraging and walking with uh, scared uh, expectant moms um, who have, have chosen life for their child, who've chosen to, in many cases, not, not even to give their child up for adoption, but to raise them. Um, and, uh, and so lots of pregnancy centers will, will go not just for you know, pregnancy testing or, or birth classes or stuff like that, but they'll actually give parenting classes and walk with the moms through the first couple of years. And so um, you know, if you connect with them, they, they may very well know of a, a mom or two who could really use some help around uh, the, the Thanksgiving and Christmas season. And um, now let, let me kind of caveat this. So some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today, you may not be able to know directly the, the names of the folks that you're helping. And this is certainly the case with the Pregnancy Help Center through um, HIPAA laws and some other privacy concerns. But you could, you know, be in touch with the uh, leadership there at the Pregnancy Center, get some information about what these moms might need and be able to provide those as a gift from your church. Um, I think I mentioned um, even like a gift certificate to a local clothing store uh, to buy some clothes for herself. Um, you know, those, those can make a huge impact on, on a young single mom who's, who's having a, um, you know, kind of in a, in a scary time in her life. And, and I want to kind of sidebar this kind of a one a, or I guess this would be one B uh, because similarly, uh, depending upon where you live, you may even have a foster care agency yeah. uh, near you. And so we do now, we didn't before, but we do now. And uh, one of the things that our organization does, because uh, we're going back into foster care and so forth, or begin beginning that process, we kind of have to start some things over again. But one of the things that they do is they have a list of all of their kids and uh, who are either in foster care or even if they're about to be adopted. And I think the first year after they are adopted, they have that whole list. 
And they don't, of course, have names and all of that kind of stuff, but they will say, we need gifts for a 12-year-old boy and an eight-year-old girl. This is their closing size. This is whatever. So it's kind of like Angel Tree. And then they bring all of those kids together uh, at like a main event type deal. I can't remember what the name of the, the uh, place was. And then they have wrapped everything. And, and then they give it. And then those parents can either make that like um, Santa uh, or can give it to them themselves, whatever. And, uh, and so that's a great way to reach out. And so reach out to your local pregnancy center, maybe a foster care agency and say, hey, our church has some money set aside to bless families around the holidays. Do you have a way for us to do that? That might be providing that pregnancy center with, uh, you know, diapers or bottles or whatever it might be, or they might actually have some things that you can get specifically, or they could just use some extra money to buy gifts themselves, whatever it might be, uh, and reach out to do that. Now, a little more of a normal one that you have on the list. Now, that's nothing wrong with the number one. It's just not what we normally think of. The number two is providing meals around Thanksgiving and Christmas. Now, this could be when you have like those fellowship meals and you invite the community in, or, or you have like the big old kind of Thanksgiving dinner. I know we did back in May Hill uh, where, you know, you would invite the entire community. Yep. You would have the Turkey, you would have the ham, you would do whatever it is. We did that for Christmas and, and uh, Thanksgiving as well. And, and then usually would send them out uh, with items for themselves and uh, maybe Christmas gifts around the holidays. Uh, so talk to us about providing meals around Thanksgiving and Christmas that may be beyond just that normal fellowship meal. Right. A lot of people can do that. So what's what's kind of your ideas yeah. there? Yeah. So, so I mean, something like a fellowship meal would, would be a come one, come all, right? You want to invite everyone that, that you possibly can. Um, so in, in the post, I specifically mentioned um, providing some groceries or, or even providing a hot meal for uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, and that I would advise against doing a come one, come all like, that's probably not something you want to put in your local newspaper, right? Hey, we're going to provide food baskets for whoever wants one um, because you will most likely get overwhelmed. And, and in those cases, you're probably not getting those that need them the most necessarily. And so um, I suggest working with um, either your local school system, if you have a good relationship there or a local counseling center, um, and in Alamogordo, we had we had both. So we had teachers as well as we had some folks who worked in a local counseling center. So we were able to uh, kind of find out from them, um, you know, some real needs that, that we could meet of folks that that really just didn't have the resources to, to do a Thanksgiving or Christmas meal. Um, and so, you know, uh, I mean, everything from. I've seen seen churches that just like give gift certificates to a local grocery store with some full, you know, some specific items on there for a full Thanksgiving meal, um, complete with the turkey side dishes, or I mean, folks will actually go shop for it. Um, and it, it can, this can be an a, enormous blessing to families who are, who are really strapped for cash, uh, probably all the time, but especially during the holiday season, because I don't know if you've noticed, Matt, there are a lot of things that come up uh, over the next two months that require money, <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing with four daughters, you're probably aware of that. And I mean, but school activities and, um, you know, if there's plays or musicals or anything like that, I mean, those, the, almost all those things will end up costing money of some kind. Yeah. Think, think about also like a Thanksgiving box, uh, right? Like Thanksgiving in a box where, you know, maybe even a table runner, you know, just like the little things yeah. you can get from Dollar General or something, some plates where all they have, all they need is what's going to be in that box. 
and and maybe that could be you know where you know the turkey that might be kind of difficult because you know it needs to be frozen or or whatever yeah. but think about something along those lines like you talked about some of the side dishes that would go with it because when you I think there's that kind of yearly deal where it's like how much does Thanksgiving cost you know yeah. when you add the turkey and the dressing or the stuffing and all of the other side dishes it racks up a pretty penny yeah. and so maybe if all they have to worry about is whatever their meat is going to be uh, that is going to go a long way to blessing a family if that part is too hard to kind of uh, come up with. I mean, I would be fine with just, you know, a pumpkin pie and just going like that, let that being lunch, pumpkin pie and the Cowboys on TV. There you go. That's all yeah. you really need. That's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. in a nutshell. Or, so. You know, if you, and if you, and it's someone you really hate, you know, you could do the, uh, the candy corn Thanksgiving mm-hmm. <laughs> meal, just give them a bag of all the different flavored candy as a, corn. As a, as a candy corn apologist, let me just say that is an abomination. <laughs> like I know there's a lot of opinions on candy corn, but even if you like it, I don't know somebody that likes candy corn that thinks that's right. good. It, well, it is. Yeah. So that's so, like me saying, you know, this pumpkin pie is atrocious, right? Like there is, yeah, we, we are experts in those two areas, candy corn and, speak, and pumpkin. And speaking of, if our prognostication <laughs> that we shared at the front end of this episode is correct, if mine is, you are going to, on the next episode, share a, a live, if you will, a bite-by-bite a uh, review of the candy corn Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> the new one actually has coffee in it, which might be the only one that's edible, in my yeah, opinion. It's still awful. And uh, so you're going to do the Thanksgiving dinner coffee edition. If the Braves win, either way, six or seven, uh, what are, what am I doing? I'm going to eat a, you're going to, you're going to have a pumpkin. You're going to have a, a pumpkin spice feast. I will get you all, all pumpkin spice things all from right. some normal things to probably some, um, abnormal things yeah. as well. All right. Well, so. in light of pumpkin spice, uh, that's another thing perhaps you can take to your homebound and nursing home <laughs> yeah. folks. Number three that you said is don't forget your homebound and nursing home folks. Uh, this would really go with any holiday, yeah. uh, certainly around, you know, Valentine's day where maybe spouses have gone before them and, and things of that nature, but, but especially around Thanksgiving and Christmas and especially on the heels of, and maybe still in a pandemic, uh, where family can't come and, and maybe those, uh, nursing homes or retirement homes aren't really able to do what they used to do. Uh, think of some creative ways where you can still bless and care for your homebound and nursing home folks, because yeah. Kyle, they are often forgotten. If it yeah. wasn't for my mom, if it wasn't for for me and, and our girls being able to go uh, see my dad, that's it. That's all he yeah. gets is just the visits from my mom yeah. and and, uh, and us. And so uh, sometimes they can feel forgotten when they don't even have that. And yeah. uh, so so why, why did you say that? Yeah, well, I was thinking through some, some things that I've experienced in the past and in some ministries that we did. And um, when the, in the first church that I served as senior pastor at Clayton, we took our Awana kids on Wednesday night to the nursing home and just sang some Christmas carols. And, um, and they really enjoyed that. And then our youth ministry would go around and kind of do the hayride. Christmas caroling. And, and we went to specifically to some homebound folks that we knew Um and, you know, two minutes in their front yard, you go, you sing some Christmas carols, you hug their necks. Um, in, in some cases, you know, it, as you mentioned, around the country right now, places are going to be on different level of restrictions. So there may be some where you're able to go and actually do something like that in a nursing home. 
in some places you may not be able to. And so um, I would just say it, it's never going to hurt to call the, your nursing home, local nursing home, local retirement facility, and just say, we would like to do something. What can we do? Um, you know, given the restrictions that we're still in, what what's available? You know, it might be, I mean, if you say we want to come, Carol, they might wheel folks outside. If you can find a, a relatively warm evening, uh, they they might do that. They might wheel folks outside and, and you sing for just a couple of songs and uh, really provide some encouragement for, for those folks. And so um, get creative. You know, it might may require you to think outside the box a little bit, but don't be afraid to do that. Um, because as, as you mentioned, Matt, it's just a, especially at Christmas and, and Thanksgiving time, um, these folks that w- we probably aren't as good about remembering throughout the year, this can be an extremely lonely time for them as they reflect on um, past Christmases, past Thanksgiving with families, and, and they don't have that interaction anymore. So we, we, we don't want to forget, um, in some cases, the least of these, right, is, is our, our nursing home and, and homebound folks. We want to make sure that we're spreading God's love, letting them know that, this, that the Savior loves them, and so do we. Yeah. And, and that's something that we, you know, the church calendar uh, can sometimes offer great opportunities to, to reach out. And sometimes we have to be very intentional. This is one where everything about it really from October 31st or the weekend leading up to it and in until Christmas, everything is right in front of all of us on a silver platter. And remember, especially as we, most of our audience are going to be Bible pastors or maybe solo pastors, uh, you can't do everything. And, uh, and so reach out in your church for, for some really like-minded people that really have a heart to care and serve and say, hey, here's my idea. I want to make sure that our nursing home folks are taken care of or young mothers are taken care of or foster families are taken care of. Go and do it. You know, help us get the church involved, all of that kind of stuff and, and pass that on. Don't do it all yourself, uh, but just take the lead, get the vision and, and move forward with it because there's so many opportunities in the next couple of weeks to really impact your community, whether it's clothing drives or jacket drives or, you know, canned food drives or, you know, the, the Christmas cantata where the gospel is going to be presented. And of course, we'll talk about the, you know, the Christmas Eve services soon. Uh, where, you know, sometimes pastors can kind of bemoan the fact that people only come on Christmas and Easter, but yet they came. And so it's a great opportunity on a silver platter to share with them the love of Jesus and the good news of Jesus. And so, Kyle, one more thing. Yeah. So as you're preparing Thanksgiving baskets or gift bags for, um, you know, nursing homes or pregnancy centers, if you want a really uh, easy tool to provide the, the hope of the Christmas story. Uh, you can find the people walking in darkness on Amazon. It is currently $7.95 on paperback. We could even drop the price. How about we do that? That's our offering for reaching out and blessing you this Christmas season. We'll drop the price. So the 10 people that got it for $7.95, we apologize. <laughs> Sorry. We'll we'll drop it down a little bit. Okay. That sounds we good. figure out how to do it. We'll do that. So, yeah, that's right. We'll, oh, yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes for the people walking in darkness. We had every intention to write another one this year, but there's something about life change for both of us that really kicked us in the stomach. And so uh, we are glad you tuned in. And what's nice if the Astros win is both Jonathan Howe, who is almost always right, and Kyle Beerman, who is always wrong. It's just going to be on brand. Both will be wrong. And I will be excited. Uh, 
But ultimately, I'm excited because whoever wins, there's going to be a lot of people that are thrilled. There's a ton of Braves fans. I've got friends uh, kind of on both sides. And so it's just exciting to see the stories of their origin stories behind how they became Braves fan or Astros fan. It's always fun. So we don't get to say that a lot about Rangers fans. So until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel we declare. Thanks for joining us today at Not Another Baptist Podcast. We're also grateful for our sponsors, the Christian Standard Bible, who present the truth of God's Word with accuracy and clarity for today's readers, equipping them for lifelong discipleship. It's a Bible you can teach from with confidence and a Bible you can share with your neighbor hearing God's Word for the very first time. The CSB, accurate, readable, shareable. Visit csbible.com for more. What's wrong with you people?